Discovering Delirium It was a rather hot summer morning around 11 a.m. A friend of mine and I had decided to try some Datora. I felt good in both body and mind and had a good night's sleep. We started off by taking off some of the leaf of a wild plant growing in the backyard and rolling it into a cigarette. I would say there was approximately 1.5 grams of dried leaf material smoked. We then decided to sit and wait for an onset effect. After a period of almost an hour, we agreed there was no noticeable effect from the leaf, so we moved to eating seeds. The pods from which the seeds were taken had been harvested from the same plant as the leaf. We had dried the pods for about two weeks before removing the seeds. All the seeds were dry and ranged from a dark brown to black. Total, there must have been over a thousand. We carefully counted out 75 seeds for each of us and ate them as they were. This was followed by another period of waiting that lasted for another hour. Once again, the consensus was there was no noticeable effect. This prompted the eating of 75 more seeds, bringing the total to 150. At this point, we decided to walk to a mutual friend's house and share some of the seeds we had with him. It was on the walk that the Datora started to show effects. I felt a bit warmer than usual and, and I was having light hot flashes that traveled up from my feet to my head. I later found this may be caused by vascular dilating properties of entropine. I didn't have any trouble thinking and my motor skills were unaffected. As time progressed the effects became more intense and I noticed that I had stopped sweating and my mouth was quite dry. I felt as though I should be sweating from the heat radiating off my body and I queried my partner as whether he felt the same. He confirmed that he did and he suggested that we find some shade and rest for a bit. We stopped at a 7-Eleven store and checked the time for record's sake and saw it was 1.30pm. It was when we stopped that I noticed my heart rate was well above normal. I took my pulse and got it around 120 beats per minute. We got some large drinks and sat in the store drinking and wondering if it was such a good idea to be out in the heat. The temperature outside was reaching close to the 100 degree mark. After a 20 minute rest at the 7-Eleven, we started off again to our destination. In only 10 minutes of walking, I started to feel the beginning effects of heat stroke, and so did my friend, so once again, we had to stop and rest. The total period of time laid in the shade is unknown to me. When we felt that it was safe to continue, we walked the rest of the way. Although it was less than a quarter mile, we felt as if we walked across the Sudan. The effects had not intensified much more with the expectation of dry mouth. It was as if every last drop of water had been sucked from my body, which it had. It hurt to swallow, and I was in desperate need of some water. We got into our friend's house at 2.05pm and rehydrated ourselves. We counted out 150 seeds for our friend and took 100 more ourselves. The same effects we had experienced before got a bit more intense as time slipped by, and I noticed a definite dilation of my pupils. I also had trouble reading small print or seeing smaller objects any distance. The waves of heat were pulsing through my body at a comfortable rate, and they made me feel at peace with myself. My friend and I had both assumed laid out positions on our back and were resting well. At around 2.45, I consumed 50 more seeds, no one else took any more. The same effects continued for a good 3 hours and still noticed no change in mindset or motor control. 
However, at around 6pm, I started to have problems with my fine motor control. I found it difficult to move my fingers and pick up small objects. My eyesight had become a bit worse and I definitely started to notice a major change in perception. In particular, there was a nail sticking out of the wall in the room that seemed to be moving through the grain up and down, then side to side. This only lasted for two minutes or so, however, the naps of the carpet began to twitch furiously. At this point, I began having to use the restroom constantly, this being the diuretic properties of the Torah. I couldn't keep much water in my body, so I resorted to drinking Gatorade. I don't have much memory of waiting for the sun to go down, but I do remember waiting for that to happen. The next clear memory I have is looking out the window and seeing that the sun was down. My state of mind had obviously moved towards a lack of judgment because I decided it was safe to walk home. The time of departure from my friends was around 9pm. I was no longer feeling the body high nor I had become used to it nor had it just gone away. My heart was racing at an ungodly rate, but I didn't notice unless I specifically checked. When I reached about a quarter of the way home, I began to talk to my friend who had been with me earlier in the morning as I walked. We were having an in-depth conversation on a topic which I cannot remember, when he suddenly veered off and laid down in a patch of grass. This alarmed me because I knew that the Torah may have severe adverse effects on the body causing coma and or death. I started walking over to him so that I might get him up or carry him to the nearest place we could get help when he just disappeared. I must have looked and yelled around for him for about 30 minutes. I finally gave up and decided it was best to head to my house. It was then that I started to notice flashes of light in the peripherals of my vision. I looked around to discover the source of the flashes and could not find one, so I continued walking. I saw a large white puffy object that resembled a mushroom of some variety I have never seen. When I approached it, it was very large. The top had a diameter of 4 inches and it had a very stubby stock. This however was not what caused me to walk over. It was the flashes of light inside the cat that interested me. It looked almost like a video of neurons firing in someone's brain. It was very real to me. I could touch it. It was not until much later that I even realized that I had been hallucinating. Everything was real to me. I had no more hallucinations on the way to my house. I did however start to have major motor control problems. My hands were almost twitching out of control and it felt as though my knees were going to give out at times. I began to worry and almost panic at the fact that my knees were coming out from under me. It took all the concentration I had just to keep walking. At this point I felt that if I had fallen, I would not be able to get back up. However, I did make it back safely to my house. Upon arrival at my home, I immediately checked the time and was flabbergasted to see it was 11.20pm. A walk that usually takes no longer than 20 minutes took over 2 hours. I forgot about the time when my stomach rumbled loudly and quickly went to make myself a nice cool bowl of cereal. As I was making my cereal, I remember listening to an episode of Drew Carey on the TV. It was the April Fools episode with all the pop-ups like from pop-up video. The show was coming to an end as I walked into the living room and sat down to eat. I ate several spoonfuls of cereal and looked up to see what was coming on next. The TV was not even on. 
It was at this point that I finally made a separation and realized that I had been hallucinating. I finished eating quickly, took a long cold shower, and went to bed. Now as for the lasting effects. The only one that plagued me was the fact that my pupils remained completely dilated for a week and I could not read any small print or street signs from a distance. As for my friend who went to sleep in the grass, I called his house to see if he had made it home and he answered the phone. The first words that came out of my mouth were, oh good, you made it back, you have no idea how relieved I am about that. His reply stunned me as it does every time I think about it. I never left the house that night. We argued for a long time because in my mind it really happened. He was there, he lay down, and then I couldn't find him. But it was confirmed by the people who lived there that he never left the house with me that night. I will never do the Torah again. It is definitely not a recreational psychedelic. In fact, it is not a psychedelic at all. It causes your body to go into a near-death delirium by raising your body temperature to dangerously high levels, raising your heart rate to equally high levels, and drying every moisture-producing gland in your body. I found it to be dangerous and very unspiritual. They are real hallucinations, meaning that you cannot tell the difference between a hallucination and what's real. I do not recommend that anyone ever try to use the Torah for a recreational purpose or at all for that matter. I feel to this day that had I not been in as good a shape as I was, that it would have killed me. However, if you do decide to use the Torah, I do have several guidelines that you should follow to help ensure your own safety, and they are as follows. Find a place where you can remain at complete rest. You should not walk anywhere or undertake any heavy activity. A heavy activity in this case can be defined as anything more than moving slowly about. Keep plenty of water on hand. The drying of your glands has an extremely fast and sudden onset, and your throat will become so dry that it hurts to swallow at all. Do not, under any circumstances, take any other drug whether they are prescription or not. The balance of your body is very precarious when you are having a detora experience. It is imperative you have a sober trip sitter available the entire time so that immediate action can be taken if you take a turn for the worst. If you start to feel sick, do not make yourself vomit. This will only dehydrate your already dried out body even more. If the sickness gets any worse, call an ambulance or have your sitter drive you to the hospital immediately. You should write down how much you took and what part of the plant it came from. The strain of the plant is also important because there are many different types of the Torah. This is information a doctor may need in order to treat you. Do not be afraid to tell the doctor what you have done, it could save your life. In the event that the hot flashes become too intense or you are starting to feel a bit ill, you should fill a bathtub with cold water and get in. This will help keep you from overheating. Do not smoke or use anything that may raise your heart rate anymore. Heart rates have been recorded at 160 beats per minute while on the Torah. This includes smoking cigarettes as nicotine is a stimulant. Whatever you do, don't try to take sedatives. If you feel that bad, go to the hospital as they will pump your stomach but a bit of discomfort beats not living any day. And my last tip is to not do it at all.